From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 273. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Away. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, Brad Dowdy. As you as you did the intro there, I realized how poor a job I did on the intro last week. I used kind of the old intro pacing. I didn't use the Relay FM uh, moniker that you that you lead with, which which I should have. And that just that just goes to show how good you are at your job. Oh, and this you, is what you say now when I'm mm, sitting in front of you. Yeah. Well, on last week's episode, well, you just giving me, you just trash talking me <laughs> the whole time. But when I'm here, it's like, oh, it's so nice to have you here. You're wonderful, Mike, mm-hmm. and you know I love you. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest, I've gotten a couple of emails that said, "Stop being so hard on Mike." <laughs> so the people, the pe- the people love you, Mike, and I'm going to do a better job at being a good friend to you and being nicer. Oh um, come on! Not you're the not nicest publicly. person. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna believe me. You're not. You're not off the hook. But I just want you to know that the people love you. You were greatly missed. And it feels like a month since we've last recorded a podcast together is, is what it feels like to me, I guess, because like, I feel the time we were together kind of didn't count because that was just like, hey, mm-hmm. it's a normal day and Mike's here. And then um, I recorded with Joey last week, which honestly, it went really well. Um, he's a he's a great guest. Yeah. And he was fun to talk to. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Um, did you get a chance to listen to that one? I listened to it I mean, yesterday. Yeah, you said because we were... We were we were killing you a little mm-hmm. bit, not too bad, but yeah, it's just a sh- it's just a stick. Everyone knows that I love Mike, and uh, I wouldn't be here without Mike in my life. And uh, I just wanted you to know that. I love. So you. I missed you I while you were you gone. Very much. I love you very much. And I, <laughs> I know that you guys. Everyone makes fun of me when I'm not there. But Jason, yes. Jason does like a full on on upgrade. Like he does a full on like from like he, t- he takes makes fun of my intro. <laughs> like he does the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I, I expect it, but I like yeah. it uh, in a way. I like it because it's funny, but also I like I like being able to listen to my shows because I like those shows. You know, right. like the Pen Addict and Connected and Analog and Upgrade. Like those shows exist because we like to make them. So it's nice yeah. to be able to listen to them just as a listener, right? Like I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that when I get to do that. It was funny. Like my podcast queue was just all my own shows for like a couple <laughs> of days. Well, it's nice. I, I, it, it is fun to go back and listen. And I try to listen to every episode. Every now and then I won't get to it, but uh, I always like to go back and re-listen to. Usually because I've I've said something stupid and I need to see if I need to fix it. <laughs> Well, there'll, there'll I mean, be lots of there, there's lots of stupid in the in this document. By the way, I'm going to get in serious trouble. I just feel it. Okay, well, we'll see about that. I mean, I've always, mm. I've always got something to get you in trouble. But I wanted to tell yes. like so. Yeah, I was going to. I wanted to just extend my thanks to Joey as well. He was a a great and very entertaining guest. Um, mm. So it was a great great pick. So it was just, it was a different episode to what I was expecting you would do, and I really liked that. So it was Good. it was a great it was also great to learn a little bit more about Joey Feldman. So I was really pleased for that. Yeah, and that was the plan. You know, uh, I I've always wanted. I, I love when I get to hang out with Joey, and I thought he would be a good guest. And I know he's done some podcasts recently, so I thought that was kind of the perfect uh, guest if I could pull it off. And uh, uh, I appreciate Joey making it happen. So yesterday I got back from being. Oh, in America for a month, a month and two days, which began with the DC Pen Show. And there was a moment last week, me and Nadina were on vacation last week. She came out and we went on a vacation together. And there was a moment where I was going through my suitcase to find something to wear. And I pulled out one of my knock t-shirts mm-hmm. and then realized that I haven't been home since the Pen Show, mm-hmm. which was like just mind boggling to me because I have a very vivid memory of recording the last episode we did together in my office. That's where mm. I remembered recording it. But I wasn't in my office. I was in a hotel room in Brooklyn, right? Because we recorded <laughs> after the DC Pen Show. We recorded one episode, and then Joey was on last week, right? Yes, yes. And my mind was kind of, like, just broken by mm. seeing it, by realizing the two things. One, that uh, I haven't been home since then and two that my brain was lying to me about where i'd been recording very strange 
Well, I, th- I think that's the same feeling I had when it, uh, I said it feels like it's been a month since we've done a show. Yep. I noticed it, which like, is one of the things that made me think to tell you the story because yeah. we have recorded together We since DC. Yep. We recorded one episode. Mm. So our, our brains are intertwined. They sure apparently. are. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. I'm it happy has. to be back in mega office now. Good, good. And since it's been a long time, I'm going to... I'm going to use that to uh, professionally segue into something else that has been a long time, Mike. Mm-hmm. So the Notco Hobonichi case, yep. our seed lineup, which is A6, A5, and Midori Travelers. They're so close. That's what you were at. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but you you put it in here because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's almost there. I was hoping we we're going to have them next week on the site. That's still a possibility. But as I've mentioned to y'all, I don't know, earlier this year, you know, one of the things uh, that's my job now is I get on the phone and yell. So let's just say there was some of that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so it's happening. It's happening very, very, very soon. I was hoping it would happen sooner, but it's not going to be much later. So okay. it's almost there. So we're looking this month. Oh. Is the plan. Well, I was about to say without question. There is there can be questions. There can be question, but I mean, absolutely positively trying to make that happen within the next two weeks. Okay. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. I have a question for you about one of these images here in your Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a pen that I don't recognize. Mm, so you the one you linked in the show notes? Yeah. Okay, so there's only two pins in this. Mm-hmm. One is the Platinum Shungyo, which mm-hmm. you also have later in the show notes, and you don't recognize the other pin? What is it? It's the pin type B. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I, it looked like wood. Look, like it was made of wood, not brass. Ah. Now I see it. I like yes. that pen when it's like that, when it's covered like that, you know, like so when the pen type B has its cover on. I like it. I like all that stuff. I just don't like the 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 the, the writing end of it. Yeah, totally. No, I get that. I'm just messing with you. But that's a pen I carry with me pretty much every day because I like the high-tech C refill. And we're going to talk about that and as it relates to the to the Platinum Soft Find Nib because I did a review on that and you put it in the show notes. So we're going to talk about it. Sure are. But okay, mm-hmm. uh, c- the reason I put this in the notes because the what you'll find is a, is an Instagram post that was on the Knock account because it said available in a few weeks for the seed cases. So I was yeah. uh, I was I was interested. I was very interested about about that. So I, I thought yes, I would, I would that ask is that. that statement remains accurate. But I had a headache and a stress bucket all day yesterday. I'm so sorry. We'll leave it at that. So this is dealing I, with I mean, manufacturers, correct? Yeah, it is what it is. Hashtag manufacturing is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's what we do. It's what we do. We'll get it. That's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. All right. Uh, there was also, so everybody was at the San Francisco Pen Show and posting amazing photos a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. One of them that particularly caught my eye was something that Anna posted on the well-appointed desk Instagram of it looked like kind of a teaser shot really with the way that she the photo that she used that maybe they're not allowed to post full images of it yet i don't know but Mm -hmm. a a star wars line of schaefer pens i'm not gonna lie mike i missed this at the show (gasps) when you put this in here this is the first time i've seen this now look at these bad boys and girls they look fantastic they They are yeah I'm I mean, very excited about these. So what it, what it looks like to me is an R2-D2 pen, um, a Boba Fett pen, and I'm assuming just like a generic Empire. But these look fantastic. These are the Star Wars pens I want. Yeah, exactly. Until you find out the price, which we don't know, which the cross pens were awesome. They were just $450 for a fountain pen. I know. The, but so we'll see. I mean, I, I hope these don't cost that much because they don't look like they should cost that much. But they look really, really great. And that looks more Yoda to me than Boba Fett. The green one? Hmm. I can't tell. Yeah, no, you're right. That's probably with the, with Yoda. With the, ears, the yeah. ears on the logo. I didn't notice that. I was thinking like... Oh, I've they're available. Like upscale this. Oh, huh. cool. Okay. Well... Let's go find them. Let's let's them uh, let's just talk about this in the 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 current uh, the fact that these pens are currently available. Um, I'm looking at them on a on an English site, uh, John Lewis. Um, they mm-hmm. have them 
available, and they are sixteen pounds each, Brad. Which is what? Literally nothing, and I'm going to buy one hundred percent of all of them. Like one six, one six, sixteen, (laughs) sixteen. What are are, are they? Fountain pens? Rollable pens. There are fountain pen versions though, which I don't see on here. Right, but that's what Anna's looking at. Mm-hmm. It looks like to me that they are fountain pens in Anna's image. But it they yeah. are there yeah, it's Yoda, R two D two and Darth Vader, Schaefer pens. They look just like that, but they have rollable versions that are sixteen pounds each. Okay. The in the US, I the first site that popped up was Farney's. Mm-hmm. And the fountain pens are twenty six dollars. What and the R two D one R two D two one looks even better in this picture than Anna's picture because you can see the blue and the gray. Oh my so, yeah. god! I'm gonna buy all of them. Yeah, this is this is pretty solid. See, cross you you missed a huge opportunity. Yep. Even though they probably sold them all, I I don't doubt that they sold them all, and a bunch of our our listeners and friends bought those pens. But to have them be continually used and shown off and talked about, you miss a little bit of opportunity when you're limiting your market like that. And maybe they just wanted to do something for, nice for Star Wars. And they were really, really nice pens. But I will literally buy all three of these, and you're going to see them you know, on my desk and in pictures for years and years to come just because of the price point, and they're kind of cool. Cool. Can you send me that link to Fonny's? Yeah. It's in the, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's in the chat room right now. Wow. But uh, yeah, really, really cool. These are amazing, so, Brad. So uh, live follow-up there. Man, I need to buy all of them. <laughs> I need to find someone in the UK that's selling all of them. <laughs> Mike's ready to end the show right now so he can go shopping. Although that's never precluded you from shopping live nope. on the show before. But these are just wonderful. These are really, really amazing looking pens. They just, they, they totally look like... Star Wars pens. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited about this. I just need to find somewhere that will sell me them. Please, can somebody sell me these pens? That's all I want. I'm sure it won't take long. If it's Schaefer's big enough and the price point is good enough, that they'll probably be everywhere. So, yeah, the rollables. I'm in. What do you think? Do you think rollable or fountain pen? Because I mean, how good are the fountain pens going to be for twenty? I mean, not great, but I'll probably buy maybe two fountain pens and one rollerball or something like that. Cause we can always put different refills in it. I'm not sure what refills they use, but it yeah, should be I figure something you could pretty do a better normal job. that can be swapped into something good. Mm, I bet you could do a better job of replacing the refill than the fountain pen nib. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this is probably, I don't know who does Schaefer's nibs. It's probably a pretty common fitting, mm. you know, something like Schmidt. Who knows? I uh, I don't know. I'm if anyone finds rambling. these available in the UK in the fountain pen, please let me know. <laughs> so let me pull up the Schaefer Rollerball refill. Oh, that's kind of a weird refill. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to do some more research. That looks like a very unique, maybe proprietary type refill. So we'll see. We'll do some researching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very cool. I'm. Uh, these are awesome. Yeah, I totally missed that, and they happen to be available, so good job by us. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, late breaking news or something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so what this is? It's, yeah, late breaking news. All right, so we'll follow up on news. that, I'm sure. Um, yes. Yeah. Brad has once again been contacted by the world's media for a quote. <laughs> this is this is it becoming a a frequency of which I am uncomfortable with now. How oh. many times you keep getting your name printed by a by a massive news organization? This time it's Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And Bloomberg wrote a really interesting and super surprising to me huge article and kind of profile about Nakaya. And it was a huge article, wasn't it? Yeah. That like basically talking about how this company, whilst kind of facing going bankrupt or like just going away turned its business around and focused on their quality and then became who they are today it's really interesting so you saw who you saw who wrote this article right a good friend june thomas our good friend june thomas so it's it's all about who you know mike not necessarily about what you know but she 
she went on a when we talked to her she did one of my favorite episodes of this podcast and we'll put it in the in the show notes for if you haven't listened to it which she took us on a new york city stationary tour mm-hmm. um on the show that's been a great episode i've linked to it a bunch for people traveling to the city and a lot of people have mentioned that they've used that show and after that show i knew she was going you know a few months later to japan for a couple of weeks and she got the opportunity to do this and she came back and she pitched this story idea um, to, I guess, I guess it was Bloomberg at the time. I don't know if that was the first place she pitched it to or whatever. And, and she got it and was nice enough to think of me and give me a call and, and get my thoughts on the brand and the pens and why they're so special. And I really appreciate her doing that. So thank you, June and uh, everyone be sure to go, go follow her work at slate and she does she does some awesome awesome stuff yeah i super surprised that i mean obviously june does good work and i know that right but i'm mm-hmm. really surprised that someone like like just a company like bloomberg would would take it like it's just it's just such a niche article but it is interesting i guess to a business magazine or website. yeah and they they this is under their like luxury subheading yeah right so it's a, not like in the bloomberg news area but still i mean it's still bloomberg it still gets read by you know quite a quite a few people so yeah it was exciting and actually i had forgotten about it because it'd been about two or three months since we did the interview we talked on the phone for about you know 30 minutes going through all this and um you know and then i forgot about it then the link started showing up on on twitter i was like oh cool it's out and then i read the article i was like she did such a great job obviously it, it was a great article i got to meet june extremely briefly at the dc pen show yeah like i felt bad i didn't get to spend more time with her Same. like she was there and that that was one of the times when like the aisle was like super crowded yeah i think i was just and, coming back from something and i yeah. walked around the corner and, the, uh, and uh, there was just it was just body to body and i was like i need to get behind the table <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those moments probably on saturday yep 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 so uh, i wish i would have got to spend more time with her but Same. we'll see her again soon i'm certain hope so yeah, but that, that was really cool. I'm, obviously, I'm just, you know, so happy to see you quoted in all of these massive uh, massive websites and, and blogs and stuff. You're so fancy. That was cool. That was cool. I, I really appreciated her her thinking of me. And that's one you can send to, like, the in-laws who don't know what you do, but Bloomberg means something to someone. And you're like, oh, you know, okay, cool. I still don't get what you do, but cool. Hey, Brad, <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes, Michael. Are you a thinker? I am not a thinker. Okay, good, because <laughs> a, that means you can keep your notebooks in regular rectangular shape, because apparently thinkers require triangular notebooks. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to jump in right now. Okay. I'm going to stop you right here. I purposefully didn't put this in the show notes the last few weeks, because I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it, and you and I have not discussed this, but... You clearly knew what I was going to say about this, right? I Look, mean, people want to make stuff. I get it. I get it. Yes. Right? Like, I understand it. We both And I appreciate that. Stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, if you think you have a great idea, go for it. Like, all you're going to do is just not get there, right? And as long as you haven't yeah. sunk a ton of money into it, which you shouldn't before a Kickstarter campaign anyway, like, you shouldn't put your life savings into something, then fine. But sometimes you have to ask yourself the question of why doesn't this thing currently exist? Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. So this is a Kickstarter campaign, which is still has 27 days to go, for the Slice Notebook, which is a notebook for thinkers. This notebook is a triangular notebook, which opens up to become a square notebook. I don't mm-hmm. understand this. I don't know why anyone would need this notebook. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It seems more of a usability issue than a usability, you know... Benefit. Um, improvement or yeah. benefit, yeah. It, it it seems very, very challenging. I'm clearly not thinking enough uh, yeah. to be able to use something like this. And plus, isn't Notebook for Thinkers already taken by Baron Fig? But, it's like you could have looked at that a little well, bit more before dropping that in your... Your I might su- suggest that that is why it's in there. Yeah, yeah. As a right, like as as opposed to just being simultaneous creation. But then that makes you question it even more, mm-hmm. right? 
if is was that done purposefully because they want to get someone else's mojo. So yeah, I that's not cool. But, you know, like you said, I I don't want to dissuade people from doing things that they believe in. Mm-hmm. And Kickstarter is the perfect place to do that because you're going to find out pretty quickly if you have something or if you don't. Yep. And I think this was at least a 45-day project. If not, I don't know if they do longer than that. This has been around for weeks, and they still have 27 days to go, and they're only about half their goal right now, which yeah, is only August like $5,000. It launched August 15th, so they went for the big, the big long project. Yeah, so... And there's, and there's lots of questions around just the manufacturing of this in general. You can hit your, uh, your comment button there and see some very interesting questions and some very mm-hmm. lack of answers type right. of things. So, you know, I'm just... I mean, I'm running, not walking away from this. Not because of that, but because I just don't think it's a useful product for me. Yeah, it's you know I don't I don't like to just do things to laugh at people, but this I mean I kind of I couldn't I couldn't resist this one. I'm sorry, I just couldn't resist it. It's yeah, and I had resisted, but you, you usurped me, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was not <laughs> I was not going to call attention to it because I was getting it on Twitter, and I was just like, "There's that, just no, <laughs> please no." <laughs> But we do have some great products to talk about today. Um, yeah, but before I'm anxious we do, to hear what you think mm-hmm. about this next one. But right. before we do, yes, you go. Before we do, I've just come back from Michael. a bunch of travel, so I'm in the perfect space right now to talk about Away. Away are a team of thinkers, real thinkers, seekers, and designers. And that's why they've made smart premium suitcases for under $300, so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. Look, if you're anything like me, what do you need most when you're traveling? More battery. That's why when you buy an away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel because both of their amazing carry-ons feature USB ports of a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from just a single charge of that battery. Go to awaytravel.com slash penaddict right now and you can browse all of their suitcases. They're made with premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. Away offers four sizes of suitcase, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium and the large, and they have nine great colors for you to choose from, all at a fair price. Away cut out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. Away suitcases have a patent-pendant compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels. And Away's carry-ons are all compliant with major U.S. airlines whilst maximizing the amount that you can pack with a TSA combination locks built right into them as well. One of my favorite features about the Away suitcases is that they feature a removable washable laundry bag as well so you can separate your clean clothes from your warm ones whilst you travel. So I have an Away carry-on and Adina just bought an Away carry-on as well. She bought one of the bigger carry-ons, which for her, she's a small person, that that big carry-on is actually the case that she used for an entire week's worth of travel. Oh, wow. Uh, exactly. And this is because they have this compression system. So, like, she was like, I'm not sure if I bought the right one, right? She wanted an away suitcase. She really wanted the battery. So, she went with the bigger carry-on, hoping that it would be big enough for her rather than getting one of the medium or large suitcases, which are awesome, but don't have the battery in them. And it ended up fitting her perfectly. She had space to spare, even. So, the we have two aways in this house now, and it comes with the seal of approval from our household. Away believe in the quality of their products, which is why they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. And they also have a 100-day trial with a no-questions-asked return policy with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the U.S. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. To find out more about Away, go to awaytravel.com slash penaddict. And if you use the code penaddict at checkout, you'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash penaddict with the code penaddict as one word for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. I need to look at this. And I mentioned that last time. I'm After going through this year of travel, my travel kit is worse for wear so i use the the tom ben aeronaut 48 is perfect it's not it's it's my main like clothes packing suitcase but now Mm -hmm. i have to travel with and it's a carry-on size but now i have to travel with at least two bags 
So I you need look like, one to look at this the bigger size away to fit all the other stuff that I need when I travel for knock and go to pen shows and things like that. So I tell you, yeah, man. Like, cool. so I have the regular size of carry on, which I love, but that bigger one is fanta- is fantastic. It's huge. Like it's it's actually really big, but it still fits within what you're allowed to bring on a plane. Yep. So I would take a cool. look at that one. All right, so when I was uh, when I saw last night, you put the slice in here. I had gotten another link on Twitter about another Kickstarter Kickstarter project called Rollgut, which okay, uh, <laughs> the name is interesting, but the product I actually find kind of compelling because mm-hmm. it looks really well done. I couldn't use a product like this. It's essentially like a tube that rolls up. It's not, it's not a physical tube, but it rolls up into about the size of a pen wrap, but it contains a pad of paper. And then also an internal, like, um, I don't know, pen storage, if you will, inside it. I don't necessarily get this, like on a personal level, like I couldn't use this, but I'm kind of intrigued by what they did here. What do you think about this? So I'm struggling to understand how the paper goes in. That That's I'm a little bit up. confused about that part. Like uh, the images and stuff, it doesn't really show me how it works. I think there's like some kind of clip in the back which flicks up. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit confusing, but I'm assuming that it it works fine. Um, yeah. Okay, I mostly agree with you. This is a product that I don't want but can see why somebody would want to. So it says it features mm-hmm. an integrated clipboard. So I'm assuming you just put loose paper in and clip it shut, which is kind of how it looks, right? So that, yeah. I think that's how it works. It has kind of like a clipboard. So you mm-hmm. just pull up the wooden part, put it underneath and clip it back down again, and then it holds the paper in place. It looks really nice. looks great. I tell you, like I can see a use case for this if you like like to draw in nature yeah like if you're on the go yeah and needs a small profile writing kit or mm-hmm. drawing kit or sketching kit i can see this for me since i don't do that i would cringe at the rolled up possibly wrinkled paper and having it yeah. back. like that it would annoy me more then i would get the usefulness out of it but i see the usefulness of a out of it i appreciate the design that they did here. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's not for me, but I I kind of dig this thing. Also, I've, I've dug through the page a little bit and worked out why it's called Rollgut. Mm-hmm. Because in German, Volgut, V-O-L-L-G-U-T, is means great stuff. Gotcha. Well, so this looks pretty great. So, yeah, yeah it, this so is a really this... nice product. It is just not, it's not something that I would use. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I thought it was super interesting. And I this is the kind of stuff I like seeing on Kickstarter, right? It's super unique. Yeah. And, this is, you know, this right is ingenious our, you know, with, a, with a real use to it in the way that I feel yep. the Slice Notebook doesn't have. Like, the Slice Notebook, for me, is kind of just like, here is an idea. Like, without really... Th- it doesn't really feel like the idea was fully thought through. Right. right. You know? So... Right. All right, so that concludes our Kickstarter portion of the show. At least for this week, there's there's always something interesting popping up on Kickstarter. What popped up in my email yesterday was this note from Blackwing, and it's kind of, in the end, not a big deal, but for people who have followed them since the beginning, it's a really cool thing that they did. They updated the design of their basic pencil. So they have three basic pencils, the original Blackwing, the Blackwing Pearl, and the Blackwing 602, which is the pencil that I use the most. And the 602 did not come out at launch. The Blackwing did, then it was followed by the Pearl. And then the 602 came like a year later, I think. I may have my my dates wrong. And when the 602 came out, it was supposed to be the closest throwback to the Blackwing 602 that everyone loves so much. And they launched it with a black eraser. And everyone's like, well, you had this great opportunity to mimic this classic style of pencil and you didn't make it with a pink eraser. Now you could buy pink erasers, you know, aftermarket or secondhand, not secondhand, but you, as an accessory yeah. item, you can buy all different color erasers. Like I bought orange erasers for mine 
but this is perfect. Like this is kind of what they should have done since the beginning. And since they added that pink eraser, which I think is a really important callback to the original, and I'm glad they did it. They updated a little bit of the other two first black Wednesday that came out. So the Pearl now has gold stamping and a white eraser and the original black wing now has the black eraser. So it's really cool. I, I, it's, you know, a small minor change, but I like their thinking here and they did a really good job with the updates. So, you know, I, I don't need to rush out and get more because I can always buy pink erasers and I have enough 602s, but I'm glad they did that callback in the 602. So, uh, for the future. I don't have a ton to say about this, but if it no, makes you happy, then thing. I'm happy. It makes me happy, and that's all we care about on this show, Mike. Yeah, I do agree with the idea of like, okay, sure, you can buy a racist and put them in yourself, but why not just mm-hmm. sell it to me the way that people expect it to be or want it to be? You know what? I just feel yep. like just, just, just sell that. Yep, yep. So, you know, hey, things change. You know, they try to do something different in the beginning, and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they make a pivot, and it's been all good, so... I'm uh, interested to hear your thoughts on this next pin. You have some, you have some questions. Yeah. So this is a, a review on the well-appointed desk. Uh, amazing uh, third host, Anna uh, wrote a review about the Sailor Pro Color Stardust, mm-hmm. which I put this in originally because I saw her posting an image of it and thought that's a beautiful Sailor 1911. Mm-hmm. So I put it in the show notes for me to look at mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Then yesterday, when I opened up my notes document to read through all the articles I'd saved, I found out that this is not a Sailor 1911. <laughs> it is a new line, I think. It seems like a new line called the Pro Color line. They've but- had them off and on okay. for a little bit. And what it is, is the entry level 1911 type model with a steel nib. I don't understand how this pen is $60. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty. I mean, that seems like a really good price. Yeah, you know these. They've started to do more special materials like the Galaxy here, mm-hmm. which I I kind of hate that they did that since they did the Galaxy in limited edition. I think the Pro Color should have its own special colors. I mean, the Pro Gear. Uh, sorry, what is this called? <laughs> the, this Pro is the Pro Color. Too many same. I think the Pro Color shouldn't be using the same materials that previous limited editions used but in general i like the idea of it they made a couple of other entry-level pins one of them is called the lacool i believe yep. and it's more mm-hmm. of the pro gear shape with a steel nib and they're like 40 or 50 bucks you know they're pretty good it's just it's essentially sailors entry-level steel nib pins well not entry-level they have because they have the high ace neo and a couple of the uh, clear candy and some other things like that but it's kind of a mid-range steel nib pen and yeah for $60 I I definitely need to try one of these to see how it would hold up or compare to other things in the price range you know that's where you're talking Twisbees or Pilot Preras or Kavecos for for 60 bucks it seems pretty good mm-hmm. I mean and it looks I'm glad fantastic. they're expanding this line right yeah. like it looks so good and it's a sailor pen. Like, what a great way to get introduced to this line of pens. Yes, I'm glad to see them expanding this line. It's, but it's all it's sold out. Something like, that's, <laughs> it seems impossible it to buy right me. now, obviously. Yeah. They've kind of been around in this price range, but they've never really pushed them. And then I started seeing them, what, about a year or two ago, they were making some solid colors mm-hmm. in this range. But if they can do some fun colors... Just don't use the. I, I I don't like that they use the the limited edition Stardust though on a standard pen. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Unless this one's like a limited edition too. Maybe that's also why it's out of stock. That yeah. might be the case. It may, it, this one actually yeah. may be limited. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. The pen I reviewed this week and I've already talked about on the podcast before how much I liked it. The Platinum thirty seven seventy six Shungyo. Yep. Um. You wanted to talk about my review on that one because I, I got that posted this week and uh, yeah, I just yeah, I just I, found it interesting because I, I, there's kind of these two two parts of the review, these two lines, which I thought was was were interesting when put together. Um, mm-hmm. You said I never used a stock nib that felt like this, and it fit my writing style perfectly. And mm-hmm. this is the Pilot High Tech C zero point three millimeter gel ink pen of the fountain pen world because you're talking <laughs> about the soft fine nib, right? Yeah. So it's almost 
two different reviews. It's like the style and look and feel of the 3776 in this beautiful red and rhodium plated limited edition barrel and then the nib. So because that's, I tried the soft fine nib and I mentioned it when I first got it, how unique this nib felt for me. It's really soft, but doesn't flex. I mean, it's got some spring in it and there's a little bit of line variation if you push it, but it's by no means a flex, but it's got up like a bounce to it. But I thought my line would be wider in width than it was. It mm-hmm. ended up being a very fine, thin line, and I enjoyed it. I was like, wow, this is great. And I've always been asked, you know, what pen, what fountain pen can I get that writes like one of, you know, my favorite super fine gel pens? And a lot of times, Anything you can get, like Pilot had the best extra fine steel nibs if you could find them and you could modify some existing pens, move, you know, pens around from, from, they had the Pilot penmanship with the extra fine nib that a lot of people would put those in a Metropolitan or a Prayer or something like that to get that extra fine style, or you'd have to get the extra fine nib unit for the vanishing point, which wasn't all that common years ago, but now it's become easier to get. And those were always kind of my go-to answers for if you wanted a super fine gel ink line and a fountain pen that's what you get well this one is even different than those because of the softness it requires very very little writing pressure to make a very fine clean neat line and i i enjoyed it but the more i used it i realized you know it's by no means a perfect nib and there's some gotchas and I wrote and wrote and wrote. I, I wrote a ton with it because I was very curious about it. And if I had my writing angle wrong, it wouldn't write well, you know, or it like if I twisted my hand a little bit and the angle wasn't right, I couldn't hit the sweet spot right. And it was very, very particular. And then it hit me that that's exactly what the, this is how I feel about the Pilot High Tech C, which is my favorite gel ink pen, but a lot of people hate because it is so particular. Sometimes it it's a little bit dry when you start it. It needs a little bit of priming to write with. But when it's going well, it makes my letters look better than any other pen I own. And I'm kind of getting that feel from the Soft Fine Platinum Nib. And I wanted to be sure in the review that I talked about how particular this was. This is not... I'm not going to go out and just rave about this nib and say everyone should get this nib and it's awesome and wonderful because it's not like it's not going to work for a lot of people and I saw that in San Francisco Anna wanted to try my pen and she is a lefty like you and she just started writing with it right right away and she's like oh this is amazing and I'm going to go try to find one and then she'd hand it around to a few other people and I would watch them physically not be able to get ink to come out of this nib like they could not write with this pen. I was like, oh, huh. and and Anna saw the same thing. And she's like, you know, I've given it to this person and that person. And like, they hated it. Like they couldn't even write with it. But look at me, like I, I, I have this and, and look at the line go and it feels awesome. And I'm going to go get one. So there wasn't a lot of middle ground in the soft fine. And um, I even had uh, our good friend Dan Smith at the Nib Smith tweeted at me yesterday after he read the review and from someone who he number one sells platinums and number two repairs nibs and modifies them. He said, Brad's experience is spot on with the SF nib out of the box. Right. So having, you know, someone who has to deal with these nibs on a a multiple user basis, he sees the same thing. So it's an interesting nib. It's one of those products. And we, we all have products that are particular to us. And this is one that's very particular to me. I really enjoy it. I love it. I'm going to use it a lot. But it's hard to recommend to other people in that nib. So that's that's just kind of wanted to, to say about the soft fine nib. Because in general, I would recommend the 3776 as a pen in a normal nib to anyone. I think it's great. Yeah. But this nib is super particular. And there's a chance you might not like it. So... It always underscores the benefit, like underscores the message of if you are able to try a pen before you buy it, that is always a good thing. Yep. Right? Especially if you're buying something you've not had before. So like if you want to buy one of these soft fine nibs, try and find a way to try it or buy it from a place Mm -hmm. that has good return policies. Yep. Yep. I don't think uh, this one would work for me. Like if the Aurora, like the Aurora didn't even work for me. Right. Like I literally just couldn't get ink to come out of it. So I assume this is probably very similar. 
right? And unfortunately for you, that's kind of my style. So when you grab some of the pens that I use regularly, you're going, ooh, gross, I hate this thing. <laughs> that might be why whenever, t- whenever I use a pen of yours that I love, I immediately buy it, right? Because it's like, yeah. if we can both use the same pen, it must be incredible. That's true. That's true. You know what else is incredible, Mike? I most definitely do. It's Squarespace. Enter the offer code INC at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create that website for your next idea. Or, if you're like me, not even necessarily an idea. It can just be an important thing in your life. I am working with creating a uh, wedding site for our upcoming wedding on Squarespace. So... I've known about this for a while. I remembered when Squarespace introduced like the templates specifically for weddings. So it's always been in the back of my head and it's awesome. So like one of the best things that we've been able to do so far was set up an RSVP page. So whenever we get around to actually sending the RSVPs, which is a whole story for another time, because it turns out this stuff is really difficult to do, especially if you have international guests. Uh, but when they do finally get to our Squarespace website, there's a little form that people will fill out. They'll click a button, and then because Squarespace is so amazing, it's integrated with Google Sheets, and it just fills everything out into a spreadsheet for us. It's just so cool. Squarespace, think of everything. They do it all. No matter what type of website you want to make, whether it be a blog, portfolio, an online store, a page for an event, a page for your business, Squarespace have all of the tools right there. They are the all-in-one platform. It's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed, and they're always adding amazing new features that you can take advantage of. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. You can easily and quickly grab a unique domain name, and there are loads of fantastic templates. Some are general purpose, some are really like tailored for a specific thing, but you can use and work with any of them. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com to do that. Then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code INK, I-N-K, and you'll get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for The Pen Addict. We thank Squarespace for the continued support of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I want to hit on a couple of email follow-ups mm-hmm. and questions that we've had from previous episodes, including this one. The original question was from listener Logan, who's talking about what to use when he hikes the Appalachian Trail. And we have a listener who did just that and documented the entire trip. So let me read this. This email says, I just listened to the latest Panatic podcast with regards to the AT pen recommendation. I threw hike the AT in 2015 and carried a Caveco AL Sport fountain pen with me the entire trip filled with Faber-Castell carbon black cartridges. I always carried two cartridges with my mom sending me a replacement when I put the second into the pen. So wait, let me stop right there. We talked about how if you're through, through hiking, you know, like a 2,000 mile trail, you have people send you things in advance, you know, where you go off the trail, you have off trail days, you go pick up supplies and things like that. So that's what he means when he had cartridges sent in advance. I wrote in my journal every day of the trip and went through about 12 cartridges in my six months on the trail. I also had a pencil just in case, but never used it. The fountain pen worked like a charm, even when the paper was damp. Obviously, if it was wet, I wasn't writing, but my journal did get damp from humidity and such, but I never had a problem. About halfway through, I took a week off trail to go on a motorcycle trip, and while at my apartment, I washed the pen and nib, but I don't know that I needed to, as I was having zero issues. If Logan or you want to read more or have any questions, the blog is at spinthecompass.com, where I documented my trip. And if you have any questions, you can get in touch with Jason there. So thank you, Jason, for sending in this real-world feedback from what you used. Um, Number one, I didn't know... Faber Castell had carbon black cartridges, so that was new to me. So I'll have to I'll have to look into those as another option. But I'm glad the Caveco AL Sport worked. You know, it's a little um, heavier than just the Sport or Sport Classic. It's the aluminum barrel, but it's going to be awfully durable. And it was a good idea to have those cartridges shipped to um, future destinations, so you can pick them up and didn't have to carry them. So. Very cool. I have, this is this is the awesome awesomest kind of feedback, right? When someone's done the thing, that's like the big thing that you want to do. It's a uh, good suggestions, and obviously, it comes with great weight. For, as you say, for if you've already done it, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. how much better can it be? Like, we can yeah. sit here and make our recommendations, but mm-hmm. we have no context. We have no real uh, experience and context for it. So, thank yeah. you, Jason, for writing. Just it. dreams. We just have. 
and put that we just have dreams. Yeah, just just yes, dreams. Grand grand plans. <laughs> All right. So this next question is from Michael, and he sent me an email, and I said I wanted to handle this on the show because I thought it was an awesome question. It says hello, Brad and Mike. I have a fairly small fountain pen collection consisting of two sailors and four platinums. They are all extra fine or ultra extra fine, except for my Platinum Cool, which is an F-nib, so you can tell where my tastes run. I've tried some Western nibs before and haven't found one that I really liked yet. My question is regarding the standard Yovo and Bach nibs that so many pen manufacturers use. Companies like Franklin Christoph and Edison and Ryan Krusek are making some fantastic looking pens, but my concern is those standard Yovo or Bach nibs that they are all using. What are individual pin makers doing to make their nibs stand out from the crowd like Platinum and Sailor do? I just can't see spending hundreds of dollars on a fancy pin body when the nib is a regular old Yovo, especially when they don't get as fine as the Japanese extra fines that I like. For me, the nib feel and writing experience is the most important choosing a pin. The pin body is a distant second place. Thoughts? So can I start? Yes. So from my experience... Whilst these companies do tend to use these nibs because, well, the nibs have to come from somewhere, right? Like, right. you know, Franklin Christoph or Edison, they're not going to make nibs because they just I just don't think that they have the capacity to do that at scale to make it worth it. Because I imagine it is a big manufacturing process and quite expensive when there are companies that make what most people consider to be good nibs, right? So the, the base comes from somewhere. But what I've experienced with both of these companies is that they will tune and grind them into completely different grinds or tune them to your own style. And, you know, of course, you can get this kind of service at Pen Show. But like if Franklin Christoph, they have specific grinds from Mike Masayama that they will sell to you that he has done to these nibs. So I think that there is definitely some some room for maneuvering in there. Um, and I think that especially when you get into these expensive pens, they are more than willing to do something for you with the nib um, if they don't already sell it as like a standard thing because these companies, these manufacturers, they know what they're selling are expensive pens. Um, so they, I think they'd like to go the extra mile for it. That's my experience. Totally agree with everything you just said. So there are things that these manufacturers are doing like customization that you can't necessarily get from a stock nib. And how Michael mentions, you know, the nib feel and writing is the most important. The pin body is a distant second place for these manufacturers. The pin body is the most important thing that they're making. So it may not be a fit for you. Like yeah, you say, if, if, you you, know, if you're using Japanese extra fine and ultra mm -hmm. extra fine, you're probably right. You know, the needle yeah. point from Franklin Christoph would be right up your alley, but you're paying for Franklin Christoph's barrel work. Yeah, if you if you if you value this way like almost like stringently like you really like this is your way of valuing this stuff, then maybe mm -hmm. a lot of these manufacturers aren't for you. Like yeah, maybe you should be sticking to companies who have hundreds of years of, you know, experience with making fountain pen nibs. Like maybe that's right. what you should look at. And I think for me they go almost hand in hand and like just depending on the pen depending on the manufacturer they move up and down as to what i'm looking for whether it's a fantastic nib or a, a beautiful body and you know, res in the chat room puts it a way that i love and i want to use the exact words but like i can't use a great nib in a terrible body of a pen and mm. i agree with that like but you can give me a really great body of a terrible nib and I can just go about and try and fix that somehow, you know? Right. I, right. I think I may be, especially these days, especially over the last couple of years, I gravitate more towards pens that aesthetically please me and then hope that they'll write a way that I find comfortable. Yeah, so I think platinum is the perfect one to group into this decision process because there's no doubt the nibs are amazing. Flat out. It took me years to purchase a Platinum because I thought the barrels were so weak that I didn't want to use them. Weak in design, not in technical weakness. They are light and and things like that. But, I mean, just the most basic, simple design that I didn't care if I could get a UEF nib. I would hate the look and the aesthetic of the barrel. So it just depends on what you're looking for in your writing experience and, you know... 
you can get a combination of both things with both, you know, both sides of the ledger. You just have to do a little bit of work to find, okay, can I get a platinum with a fancier barrel and the amazing nib? Can I get a Ryan Crusack pen with amazing woodwork and get something done to the nib? So yeah, it's a challenge and, you know, not everything's for everybody. Like we discussed, you know, all the time in this podcast, that's why we have a podcast about pens because there's a million different variations and things people can get into and talk about and like, and it's about finding your personal thing. Those types of pens where the focus is on the barrel of the pen may not be for you. And that's cool. If you found something that works for you so well, like extra fine and UEF sailors and platinum. So I thought this was a great email and something that I I really wanted to cover because it's a question you kind of get a lot, especially when people are trying to figure things out. Well, why does this cost this? You know, what is this manufacturer all about? Things like that. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's hit a few ask TPAs. So Ben, Ben Crumback on the Twitters says, Brad, on episode of 271 of TPA, you mentioned you fill converters with a syringe. Any advantage to this over just refilling carts? I think the connection of the converter stays more stable than a cartridge. Eventually, you'll just have to throw the cartridge out if you feel it gets loose, but not really. I mean, there's no huge, you know advantage I've, I've refilled several cartridges especially like for Cavecos and things like that before there was a a wealth of short international cartridges at my fingertips i've refilled cartridges for Cavecos all the time eventually you will loosen up that connection because it's it's not as strong as like the molded plastic connections you get on converters so that's a that's about it but you know go for it refill your carts with a syringe definitely approved so Bob at my pen needs ink. Any suggest- suggestions on artificial lighting for a writing desk in a room with no windows? LED, incandescent, fluorescent, warm, cool, white, white. I don't know, and I'm asking this question because I want to know. <laughs> this is a great question because I wonder, like my desk does not have a great lighting situation. So I have to go somewhere some if I need a little bit of better lighting sometimes. So I'd like to hear from people you know, what they use for like a really good lighting situation in a writing area. And I'm going to tell you why Bob's asking this because I've been following him on Twitter and notice in the last couple of days, he's fitting out a writing room or he's fitting out basically a non digital room in his house. So he just moved a writing desk in there. There will be no electronics allowed in this room. So he's I, I like where he's, he's going need candles, with this. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll have electricity for lights, I guess. But yeah, I'm sure he means no computers, phones, no, come on. things go like that. Go all in. So, go all yeah. in. Candles only. Yeah. There you go. You need to go Ben Franklin style, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> so, I'm interested to see what he does here. But that's actually why he's writing. Because I saw a picture of him like moving in his writing desk. And I'm building an analog room. So, it looked pretty cool. All right. A. Yarev wants to know, how many wristwatches do you own? Why is it that so many pen lovers also like watches? Pen lovers like a lot of similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, wristwatches seem to be one of them. Then there's all kinds of like the EDC stuff, you know, that everyone seems to be into. And there's just a lot of like overlap and crossover from different types of groups. I don't have a wristwatch problem. I own two plus my Apple Watch that I never wear. So I guess you could say I own three, but I only wear one. Um, and I don't, I haven't spend, spent stupid money on watches like I've spent stupid money on pens. Like the Timex that I wear was like a limited edition one, which set me back a whopping like $160, right? I'm not spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on watches. And then my other one's um, just a Seiko one that costs like $130. So I own two that I wear regularly and I did stop wearing my Apple watch because I needed that break from technology. I didn't need it okay. on my wrist. Interesting. I get, I, I was really into the Apple watch. I was like, this is really useful for when I'm driving or traveling, but otherwise I didn't want to see it. So I would, I started wearing it all the time and then I just started wearing it when I was traveling and then I stopped wearing it and just back to a traditional watch and I haven't missed it at all. So. Okay. Yep. Um, you are strictly Apple Watch, right? Or do you yeah. wear a mechanical watch at all? No. I don't I don't 
own a mechanical watch, um, mm-hmm. but I am going to buy a mechanical watch before our wedding. Okay. Because so... I don't want to have an Apple Watch in our wedding photos because I think it will date the wedding photos. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because it's going to look silly in the future, I think. Did you get any watch information on your vacation last week from your co-host, one of your 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 vacation well, hosts? The, uh, we're we're with the with Marco and Tiff Armand, who are big watch nuts, and I, I there is a watch that I have wanted for a while, which is because of Marco. Um, I he had recommended a watch to me, and. Both Marco and Tiff wear the most beautiful watches by this brand called Nomos. Mm-hmm. I've um, seen the pictures, yeah. There good. is a watch that they make called uh, the Datum Gang Reserve, which is just one, it's wonderful. And it's the mm-hmm. watch that I am going to buy at some point in the future because nice. I love it, but it's like $3,000. Yeah, this watch so is it's beautiful. No joke. I've s- it's no joke. Yeah. But I'm buying, you know, I will it will be like a wedding thing right yeah. and so yeah this this is part of something that i want to do for that and um thinking about getting like a little engraving on the back or something yeah yeah i will say I've, i'm always fascinated by watches when i was younger i thought you know when i get older i'm gonna have that one watch you know you like, like the rolex or the um you know the omega like i really like the omega seamasters uh-huh. or like the the rolex oysters any of the silver stuff but like i just haven't like, I don't need to spend that money. Now that I'm older and wiser, I was like, ooh, that's a lot of money, and this Timex is pretty sweet. <laughs> and plus, I need to buy expensive fountain pens, so I don't need another expensive hobby. That watch fountain pens are my only expensive is hobby. It's very nice. I like it. Yeah, I love that watch. Like, So that's the one. Um, it's You can put it in the show notes, because I get asked about it constantly. It's a Todd Snyder Timex, and I can get you the link. I can find it. Yep, it should be easy to find. All right, last one. And this is another awesome question. All of our all of our questions are awesome. Thank you all for sending in the the Ask TPA tweets, and we'll tell you at the end how to send in more. But this is it's from the mod watch, right? Uh, yeah. Yep, you got it. Yep. So, Pastor Pastoral Urbanit Urban IT. I don't know what this is. What's the best way to find out your what your favorite nib size might be? Buy a Lamy Safari and buy all the nibs. Get a dip pin set. Don't say pin show. I love that. I crack up every time I read this. Don't tell me to go to a pen show and try all these things. Go to a stationary uh, exposition. <laughs> <laughs> Travel to a local pen store. No, <laughs> this is a good. This is a good question, right? So the the way I approached it in the beginning was to understand what I liked in a gel or ballpoint pen, and then read up a bunch on how I could duplicate that performance and when i started you know i thought well extra fine is what i need well as it turns out the first pen i bought the lamy safari extra fine it was extra fine as far as a german fountain pen nib would be but i didn't know that there was a difference at the time right that oh well, if I bought a Japanese fine nib pen, that would be finer. And if I could source a Japanese extra fine nib, that would be even finer. So to find out your favorite, it, it is going to take a little bit of effort. But understand what you're trying to do, what your writing style is. Is it cursive or print? You know, block or, you know, small, large. And I'm happy to talk about these things. And you can email me, send me a comment and say, I get these emails all the time. This is exactly how I write, what I write, what I'm looking for in a pen. These are the pens I currently like. Is there a fountain pen that's going to give me this type of thing? It's very, very rare where that answer is no. There's almost always something that we can find. And I'm glad to help you out and and discover these things to help you save a little bit in the beginning so you're not buying something that you really dislike and it turns you off from fountain pens or you feel like you wasted your money, things like that. But I'd really take a look at yourself first, what your current likes are, what your current style is, do some research on what you think might be a good fit for you, and then start asking questions before you even purchase and dig a little bit deeper and try to narrow it down. So that's kind of what I would say. And uh, this is something I, I'm glad to help out with all the time. It's something I do um, 
I won't say weekly anymore. My email has gotten a little bit crazy, but uh, I, I do reply to everybody. It just kind of takes me sometimes a week or two to get back to you. So, But I'm happy to help, so send an email my way with uh, your specifics, and we'll see what we can do. All right. If you want to get your question in for the show, you can send us a tweet. You just tweet out into the world of hashtag AskTPA, and they go into a spreadsheet for us to pull from. So thank you to everybody that does that. You can contribute to the stationary.wiki wiki which uh, is always a fantastic place to be. So you can go and find out information about stuff we discussed in the show and also contribute as well. We, we really love that. The contribu- contributors are amazing. And the more yes. the better on that one, the more the better. It's really, really impressive. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com or knock.co where you can find his writing and his products. He is uh, penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. And I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, if you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 273. I want to thank everybody again who has become a Relay FM member um, in, in August. There's still more member specials to come, by the way, from other shows. So go to relay.fm slash membership and you can find out more and uh, help support the show. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, but until then, until next time, Mr. Brad Dowdy, I would like you to say goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Welcome back, Mike. Oh, no, you did it wrong. <laughs> Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>